Welcome to Beer and Ray Guns, the podcast where uh, two kind of old guys crack a cold one and talk sci-fi, a little sci-fact, and try to answer the age-old question of our generation. Where are the freaking flying cars? So, I didn't see any flying cars this week. What about you, Paul? No, I did not. I saw a giant flying phallic symbol, but <laughs> no cars. That <laughs> came streaking out of the Amazon, right? <laughs> yes, that's the one, yes. Very, very, very Amazonian. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's get back to that. The first thing is the brew. <laughs> the brew. I am drinking a very tall um, can of Vanish Lager by, what is it? Farmwoods Brewery in Leesburg, Virginia. Oh, wow. Very nice. It's um, very it's nice and cold, so it's very crisp. It's got a little pepper to it, which I kind of like. Wow. Well, see, you're up there where all the cool breweries and, and brew pubs and stuff are. I'm stuck down here in the southern part where we got like It hasn't one. quite made it there yet. No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying one again from your neck of the woods. It's um, Flying Dog. This oh, is yes. The, this is the Snake Dog. According to Flying Dog, it's the number one selling beer ever but only in Maryland. Number one beer in Maryland? No, they're Sweet. number one beer in Maryland, or it was at one time. Sweet. Uh, their number one beer everywhere else is the Raging Bitch. Oh, I, we, might, we might be explicit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Raging Beep. You can go back and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll bleep that one out. That way I don't have to check that box. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Get a good ray gun sound and dub that, you know, like a phaser <laughs> sound. There we go. There we go. All right. So this week, I um, I found on, <laughs> speaking of things flying out of the Amazon, I found <laughs> on Amazon Prime the, 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 the old sci-fi TV series UFO. And I was like, oh. Oh, I remember this as a kid. I remember staying up late. Like like it would come on late on, on channel twenty here in here in DC area. And and I was like, oh, oh wow. And I, you know, I remember the series mm -hmm. and I remember what it was about. And I was having all these like little gaps of like, you know, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I, I remember the the thing that flew out of the water and the interceptors and the woo 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 with the UFO. Right. So I said, All right, I'm gonna watch this. And I queued up episode one. Oh my God, the first like measure of the sound of the music with the little printer. I yes. Was like, oh, I'm 12 years old again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went back and watched that too. I've only, I've only made it through one episode so far because I'm too cheap to, to buy the whole season. <laughs> but man, what a, what a great memory that is. I, uh, like you, I, I watched that when I was really young, and um, I think I caught it. My, my memory is that I must have caught it on the first run through because I was still living. Um, I was we were still living in Connecticut, which is wow. means I was probably about six years old at the time. So I did. I went back and looked at the at the you know did the math and. Uh -huh. We, my dad must have had it on TV during the first run when they first brought it over here, because oh, wow. I, 
Yeah, I I, I remember doing the 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 slide the. The, the the thing where you you jump you can you can't everyone listening can't see this but I've got like my hands up above my head and I'm like gripping and it's like the 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 slide thing to get into the to get into the fighters you go down the you you grab these two arm hand rests above and you pull yourself in and you slide down this chute and you go into the you slide into the fighter, which I still haven't figured out exactly how that works. Because if you look no, at those no, no, fighters, I, I've never been able to figure out the physics, but I can tell you this: this is some fifty some years later. Um, I cannot walk past a children's playground and see a sliding <laughs> board with a bar across the top of it and not go, "I'm going to launch an interceptor." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's a whole generation of kids who just—that's how you get into a space fighter. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. I mean, it's like Luke Skywalker climbed up a ladder. No, 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 no. That's not how you get into a space fighter. Come on. No. <laughs> I still can't figure out how they get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, once the once the interceptor launches its one missile, <laughs> you just kind of like crawl through that hole in the nose <laughs> when you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, 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 I haven't quite been binging it, but I, I am, I am on episode, um, on episode four now. So, so I've watched three of them in the last last week and a half, two weeks, and um, yeah, it, it it brings back a heck of a lot of memories, and you know, it was similar similar in nature to Star Trek. There were you can I can see little little connections to different other science fiction things like Sid, the space interceptor thing, the computer satellite that, that the bug looking satellite. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Very proper British English. It oh, kinda reminded that. me a little bit of uh, kind of reminded me a little bit perhaps of how with a little less of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Or perhaps more of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it definitely had a, um, a, a a proper butler kind of formality to it in it in its elucidation. Yes, 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 yes. And um, hang on a second, where was I going with this? It's a good show. It has a good story. The dialogue is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It really. It's 1970s dialogue, and I'm like, can we just can can we reboot it? And and what I understand from what I understand, because I did a little background on it, there was an attempt uh, back in the late 80s to actually early 90s early 90s to to reboot it. Hmm. Didn't go anywhere though. I. You know, I'm I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. I think there's something about the show that it's so much an I, an element of its time, the 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 design, the the aesthetics, the color palette, you know, the that kind of googie architecture and the the sleek cars with the gull wing doors. I mean, it just <laughs> if they rebooted it, you're gonna lose. Uh, you're going to lose a huge part of that aesthetic and you might end up with a really good show in its own right, but it'll never be, it, it won't have that, that funky, you know, seventies in this 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it, it was really interesting. Because the 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 show was released in the seven released in nineteen seventy, uh, with the premise that it takes place in nineteen eighty. So right. they were looking ten years ahead, and um, what you really what I've only seen and, and what I really can only remember is seeing the the technical elements and the technology that uh, Shadow uh, Shadow has. Uh, not so much the technical elements that are or the future that's existing elsewhere in the world, other than the really, really cheesy cars. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that look like just somebody slapped a jet engine or an air conditioner unit on top of a 1970 Buick and then made a <laughs> turbine sound as it went past. <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> There's some guy in the, in the booth going. Ah. <laughs> oh, yes, Shadow, the Supreme Headquarters. Oh, hold on. Oh, I got it. I know it. I remember it. All right. What is Shadow? Supreme Headquarters Alien Defense Organization. That's right, and it was all based underneath the the um, the movie studio. Which is an extremely implausible, <laughs> but okay, why not? I, I don't know. I kind of look at that and go, you know, that's not, if I was doing something with some really high tech stuff and I wanted to hide it in the plain view, maybe a movie studio is where I could do it. If I was going to have alien bodies moving in and out, oh, they're just, that's, they're just cast members dressed up. We're okay. just, this is just a set. Yeah. A very yeah. realistic set. Oh, you know, you're yeah. right. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you if if you're if you're an American spy agency or if you're the United Nations spy agency, you you can have your headquarters the entrance to your headquarters in a tailor shop in the East 40s. So <laughs> why not under a movie theater, a movie studio? I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so, so where did Maxwell Smart go in at? <laughs> <laughs> that was Man from Uncle. Man from, yeah, Man from Uncle. That, well, that was another one. That was in, in that time era. Great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember watching it. But I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of details. I mean, I didn't remember a lot of details about UFO, other than it was really cool and I liked it. And right, and that was. I mean, that was that was spy. But I mean, it was sci-fi spy kind of. I oh mean, well, yeah, because they had yeah. all the they had the cool giz they had the cool radio. You know, the radio pen, which is very Star Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you kind of look back at this, and it's kind of cool when you look back at this, and you're like. Especially now. I mean, everything is computerized and digital and, you know, 50 years have passed. And you go, did they get that right? And some of it, they got pretty doggone close. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Star Trek got real close with a, with a lot of stuff. The, the, the pad and the pen, you know, you never really you assumed in the 60s but it was probably paper, but, you know. Well, uh, I always thought it was the, um, the oh, boy. I don't remember what it was called, but when when we were kids, they had these slates that were um, like a, a clear. It was like an etch a sketch, but it was a clear vinyl sheet, 
and you would press on it with a pen and it would make like these gray lines and you could grab a corner and rip it and it would go and it would be clean again. And I always figured, I don't know why, but I always assumed that that's what was in the the Star Trek thing, the the Star Trek iPad. Because, you know, I back then you didn't have electronics. It's like, oh, they must have had one of those. You just never see Kirk ripping the corner up, you know. I don't like this report. I'm going to start over again. That was the prototype to Remarkable. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We used to play tic-tac-toe on that all the time. Sure. And if you didn't have the pen, you could use your fingernail. (laughs) Or, yeah, a coin. coin, Yeah, whatever. Uh, And the thing of it was, though, after about six months... The, the that backing whatever that like carbon black stuff on the background that made that made the marks would get all indented and and rubbed out and it wouldn't work anymore yeah it just it, it got all dented from your marks and yeah it so they never lasted but <laughs> no. yeah I can't remember what that thing was called I mean we had a I know a bunch right of, we used to play with them in a car all the time everybody yeah. everybody yeah. our age had them. Yeah. And I don't think anyone, because I mean, how would you Google that? You know, it's like, oh, (laughs) clear sheet, writing, pencil, or. I I bet that would come up. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of people listening to this who have no idea what we're talking about. It's like, well, they're either old or they're senile, or (laughs) Or both. Or both. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but Star Trek also brought us giant display screens. Our, our talk, you know, showed us that it showed us uh, essentially storage disk for computers. Sure, yep. you know, and, and and the list goes on and on and on. And UFO was kind of, I mean, they they kind of looked ahead. They had radar screens, and and it was really funny. They have all these beautiful color displays, and they're shooting this in you know beautiful color thirty five millimeter film. And and we had you know by the seventies it was color TVs. They 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 existed, but all these right. radar screens they're black and white. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're they're like I said, their their dialogue it, it it's horrible. Oh yeah. yeah. There's that they, one guy There's who's... no coordinate system. There's like their uh UFOs are detected at red eight seven seven one <laughs> speed shallow two five. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yep, it's it's that wonderful old, old, old science, old technology that <laughs> in the pre-computer days, it's like if if we have the characters spouting off seemingly nautical or military sounding things, it, it doesn't have to mean anything. But boy, it's going to sound really good. It's <laughs> that sounds so authoritatively futuristic. Nah, just going to be. Just, 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 just give me Klingon battlecruiser decloaking two hundred nautical miles off the port bow. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but it, there's but another thing about UFO though that I've yeah. got to ask. This was UFO was brought to us by Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, uh-huh. who were famous for Thunderbirds and other super marionation shows, and. I may, I'm not sure, but I think this might have been their first live-action show. So they still had all the really great model work, 
and cool miniatures of Thunderbirds, but they had humans, you know, as opposed to little little puppets, marionettes. Yeah. And it, the, I didn't know this at the time when I first watched it, but you know, I know that now. And when I was rewatching it, it struck me that the um, the way the characters moved was very stilted and almost marionette-like, almost as if they were being, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't, they just, it didn't feel like natural movement somehow. And then the other thing that struck me rewatching it this time was the guy who plays the, the, the star of the show, uh, Striker. Ed Straker, Striker, right. He looks like a super marionette character. He's very <laughs> thin. He's got a bizarrely oversized head and his eyes are enormous and vividly blue, and it's like this is this is like he looks like an anime human. Oh, uh, you know there is okay. I could see that. I or can a see super this. marionette human. <clears throat> I can see that, but but I want to go back to the models because the model work is oh, absolutely gosh. incredible. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I, I remember having having a couple of the, the, the models as a kid. I had mm -hmm. an interceptor. I always wanted the skydiver, but I never got the skydiver. But I had an interceptor that shot the little torpedo. But right. um, the model work is just incredible for, for Moonbase and for Skydiver. But it's really kind of funny because, you know, they use the same clip over and over and over again. You kind of had to. I mean, that was probably not cheap back in 1970. Right. Or, or early, a little bit earlier, early 60s probably when it was filmed, uh, or late 60s, um, to shoot on 35 millimeter film. Right, yeah, because they're shooting on film. This isn't mm -hmm. videotape. This is this is a quality, lavish production here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the production quality is actually it's it's up there. It's 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 really good. You can get past the dialogue and the and the and the babble. <laughs> it's funny because techno babble. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, so this is where Star Trek Voyager got it from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not yes, Voyager. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll we'll cover that at a much later date. <laughs> yes, yeah, we haven't we got to get up. We haven't even made it through the seventies yet. No. Oh my gosh! Well, I was going to say, if you're a fan of UFO, then a natural progression is Space 1999, <laughs> which is the one that I watched religiously as a kid i that show i loved space 1999 which is like it it, it now it, it now it's like saying i loved you know david lynch's dune it's like <laughs> you're you what <laughs> i watched episode one last week in a space 1999 because that led me ufo led me to that <clears throat> Perfect. Same, same, same guy. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So much, much later, uh, I remember watching that as a kid when it when it first aired. Um, I think it yep. was like I think it was on ABC, and I think it was Sunday nights, like seven o'clock or something. That sounds I, right. I think it it came on in a window where where I was allowed to stay up and watch it. I didn't have to go to bed, and. It was absolutely, it was like, I couldn't wait for the next episode. Couldn't wait for the next episode, you know? And, and, and when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, you know, yeah, here we go. Here's the music, and the eagle spins around and crashes. And, right. And, <laughs> and <you're> like, oh, <laughs> this is great. 
And I'm like 28 minutes into this, and I'm like, what did I ever see in this? <laughs> this is the worst stuff ever, but it's so good to watch it again. <laughs> it's, again, like UFO, it is a stunningly beautiful show. Yes, The yes. sets, the costumes, the art, it is just, it's such an aesthetic it's like, if we're going to go to the moon, we might as well make it look good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cool thing was, was, was like, I'm thinking to myself, why do they have this stupid little thing they have to point at the doors? The doors open by themselves at the grocery stores now. <laughs> you know, they open by themselves on the Enterprise. They couldn't have figured this out in 1999. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pointing this, and it's got the little TV thing in it. And then right. I'm sitting there thinking all this in my head, you know, and enjoying the, the nostalgia of this and went, Oh, wait a minute. I remember building one of those out of balsa wood and wrapping it in tinfoil. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and sure. I was like, I, I had one. And I remember <laughs> a Halloween costume or something from that was the, the you know, the, the, the dress uniform, which was. With the one sleeve that's a different color. Yeah. Which was very, very, very Star Trek motion picture ish. Yes. Yeah, looking back at your much later. Right. No, you're at, I never thought of that. You're yeah. absolutely right. Pajamas yeah. in space. Pajamas in space. Yeah. And then season two came along for Space 1999. And we don't I kind of liked that. it. You know, I, I liked I, I like you know, the uniforms kind of changed and there was that dude Alan that had that that cool jacket. I was like, right. jacket like Yep, yep. I want a jacket like that. And Maya, the changeling, or Venomorph, or whatever mm-hmm. whatever term you want to use for somebody that can alter their shape. Every sci-fi book calls what was it? DS9 Odo was a change. No, he was a changeling. changeling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there was metamorphs and something else along the way. There, I can't even remember. But anyway, it was it was good. And then it started to get really bad. <laughs> and then it started to get really bad. And yes. I stopped watching it, even as a kid. I don't remember. I don't have any idea how season two. I can't even remember how it ended. I remember a couple episodes in with the little Maya thing where you looked in her eye and woo, 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 and she became right, whatever. yeah. Transform shape of an owl. Oh, that's right. That's right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, my, I was the thing about season two that really bugged me went the first time around was I missed Dr. Bergman, the science, the scientist guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he wasn't there anymore. And it's like, Oh, come on. You gotta have, you gotta have the, the, the science guy. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like Mr. Spock. He's, he's offsetting the, he's the rational guy, the rational guy. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is that I'm looking at him in, in, in the first episode and I'm like, why does he look? So, why did, who, he reminds me of somebody. Why? Why? Why am I, why am I getting this? Why, I, I'm feeling this association thing happen. Then okay. I realized, and I don't know if they did this for sure because I didn't look it up. He flocks from the Enterprise series of Star Trek, the one that takes place with Captain Archer when the ship was first built. Yeah, looks similar to with that crazy hair. Oh, you know, okay. I, yeah. a little homage there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, he, that's who he reminds me of. Fox. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole sci-fi of the early seventies 
uh, or in, in six late sixties. I mean, it was it set a tone, and we still we still see some of that today. We still see some some homage paid to it with uh, with other shows and other series. And they wouldn't be here if it if it wasn't for the ridiculousness of. Uh, UFO, because I mean the dialogue is horrible. It, it's it's horrible. Space nineteen ninety nine. The dialogue is just as horrible. You know, yes, it is. <laughs> and but it is so horrible, it's good. Get <laughs> get out there to um to 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 one of those sites there uh, and 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 watch them. They're worth it. Absolutely, I, I wholeheartedly concur. It's. It, it, at the very least, go watch some clips on YouTube and marvel at, at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the the way they, the every 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 little thing had its own look. The, the girls on the uh, on the moon base had the purple hair and the big eyes. Yes, right. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 total sixties and it's <laughs> early seventies and it's uh, yeah. Not that I was a fan of that time, but. It is kind of cool. <laughs> it truly is. If it is, it is of its time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a time. It's a time capsule. Yeah. Yes, time capsule. It is, and that's that's all we got. That's all we're all we all we got today. Uh, I don't know what yeah, we're going to do next time. We'll we'll figure it out. You know, when we press the big red button. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We we won't know until I think a lot of that's going to be determined by the brew. <laughs> Both the type and the quantity. There we it, go. It's it's rocket fuel. All right. So I am Brent and I'm Paul. And thanks for listening to this episode. See you next time. <laughs>